Hey guys, quick public service announcement. Uh, these are pre-recorded episodes that we did in the past. That's right. Sometimes people record things and they hold on to them for a while to where it kind of works out. But at this time, we were going by a different podcast name. So you're going to hear us call the podcast something different as well as give different social medias. What you need to know is our social medias are listed in the description. It's twitter.com slash a pilot podcast. Instagram.com slash a pilot podcast and follow us on all social medias. That is totally not a pre-recorded sound by I swear Cody or whoever or CL Blue or whatever just said that. Anyway, if you guys need to skip ahead in the video, there are timestamps available. Thank you so much. Goodbye. How's it going, Smarty Mart Shoppers? Don't worry, Cody. That <laughs> microphone's not plugged in. Uh, well, I did savage. I mean, CL Blue. <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> Fucking A. It doesn't matter. I think the jig is up. But he, they don't, they don't, it's not even no. really his name. It, no. I mean, it is, but it's not. Allegedly, again, <laughs> giving away all my secrets. Yeah. I have to have some mystique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when we were doing that, he was dancing around to the theme and accidentally punched the microphone. <laughs> But thankfully that one wasn't on, so... Blue had it coming. So here we are. Um, so our podcast is basically we get together, we watch a couple of pilots of TV shows, and we talk about them, and yeah. rate whether the pilot will get us to watch the rest of the show in order... To, we need reassurance before we start binging. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You need to know that the relationship's going to be there for you mm-hmm. before like, you actually commit. Like, why put in the time? The other you thing know? is a lot of people like <laughs> to re-binge the same shows because it's a security blanket. Oh, I love it. Oh, I do so we're here time. to tell you whether you'll be secure or not. We'll let you know whether the shows are good enough to invest in the characters. You know, if they treat your characters right. I mean, you know, I, well, I'll talk about, I was about to say another show, but I'll wait till we actually review it. Um, what are we going to talk about first? Gilmore Girls? I or? think Gilmore Girls. Okay. Yeah. We chose super polar opposites. Gilmore Girls and... Um, Entourage. It might as they might as, the show might as well be called Entourage Boys because Entourage <laughs> Boys. <laughs> They're With very. Z's. They are very different. Oh yeah, it's jarring. <clears throat> and they so, came out around the same time. This Cody and I are both super fans of Gilmore Girls. I'd say right. It's a great show. Yeah, but this was Logan's first time watching it, so I want your take first. Yeah, what did you think of the? Because you really want me to rip Cody, it apart before you even expl- explain what the show's about. Okay, so it's about. A mom and a daughter in a small town. The mom, um, played by Lauren Graham, she, Lorelai, she pretty much um, was like raised like in a rich family and everything up in like Connecticut. And then she got pregnant at 16 and ran away to a small town called Stars Hollow in Connecticut. And um, she raised this kid all by herself and like the town's kind of like got that homey feel where everybody kind of shut up everybody kind of like raises the kid together you know and like um it's just about three generations of um the same family and how they all interact with each other i'd say and it's kind of like a coming of age story too because it follows rory um the daughter played by alexis bladell yes yeah um up until she's in college, starting at 16, up until she's in college for like about to graduate, I believe. Is Don't the way be they too kinda... spoilery. I'm just kidding. I mean. I'm, we all know she grows. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> she ages. Spoiler, spoiler alert. 
so yeah it's a great show you can kind of like i feel like excuse me i burped i feel like i almost like grew up with this show because i watched it when i was younger and i never really finished it and then i restarted it recently and i haven't finished it yet again but i want to and i'm excited to what are your hot takes on it cody i think it's great it's a great (laughs) program um (laughs) so i also grew up with it Mm -hmm. and i remember being so proud because like the whole entire time they're building up to, oh, they want Rory to go to Harvard. That's yeah. her goal. And I remember in third grade, they asked, they like, they were like, what college do you want to go to oh, when you grow Jesus. up? And I was like, I want to go to Harvard. You know, it's And also- I remember everyone looked at me and was like, oh, congratulations, like voice <laughs> of a generation. And that definitely did not happen. The funny thing is too, it's funny that Cody and I both like it so much because we grew up in the same small town too. Yeah. With a very similar... You're narrowing down even more who he could be. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I'm in witness protection. You need to stop. But that town kind of... I mean, it kind of shows like small town life. Like everybody knows everybody and that's very much how it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like children of the corn small. No. But it's like... It's definitely a show where everyone knows who you are, and that's definitely where we grew up. Is like yeah. the reputation you had at four is the same reputation <laughs> you had at twenty four. So I bet good that luck. brings no anxiety at all or any stress whatsoever. I'm fine. You shit your pants once I'm in first grade; it's with you forever. I'm glad I got away. Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got away too. Um, <laughs> the class guinea pig in first grade died at my house. <laughs> And I was kind of like a weird kid. And so there became a rumor that I had killed the class guinea pig <laughs> via microwave. And that <laughs> <laughs> and that rumor stuck with me up until I fucking And that left. smell stuck in my microwave forever. <laughs> oh my God, shut up. <laughs> had to buy so a yeah. new one. <laughs> so yeah, it's true what they say about small towns. <clears throat> we had a pet tarantula in kindergarten. What? I hate that. And I refused to take it home. I don't blame you. I was like. No, sir. That's <laughs> terrifying. That's not coming in my home. That's not coming to Harvard with me. <laughs> yeah. It's not sharing a dorm room. Maybe at Yale. <laughs> Yale allows that, not Harvard. Old so, Franny and I definitely have a love for this show. Yeah. And it might be like a little bit nostalgic, but yeah, I do think, think it's a solid show. It's about talking fast and getting as many pop culture references as possible. That's right? basically what the show is. And it's funny because I didn't get the pop culture references when I was younger, but now I do. I don't think anyone did. No. Because they were talking so fast. <laughs> they were like, talking cool. fast. In the DVD pamphlets, they used to print out like, these are like the references and what <gasps> they mean. Really? Yeah. They oh, did. that's cute. They might be in your DVDs yeah. in your living room right I now. I have it. I have every box set. <laughs> me too. But, um, okay. Cody, Cody said something to me um, when we were watching about how when Lauren Graham will grab Alexis. Yeah. Um, Sp- can I, can I, after that, can I give yeah. my piece on yeah. Alexis, please? Thank yes, you. Yes, of course you can. <laughs> so basically, Alexis Bledel was a brand new actress. They picked her out because yeah. she was like... A pretty model with blue eyes. I like new actress, implying that she was yet an actress. All right. Yes. This is one Hold of on. the... No, 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 no. We, we're talking about her being an actress. I got to yeah. say this bit before we continue on with giving her, you know, passes. Like, she was new. She was this. She was shit. The worst. <laughs> Dude, 
she was so bad, it brought the whole show down a level for me because whenever she was on screen, anything that was interesting that was happening, it was taken up by her constant poop faces she'd make when she was thinking. She clearly did not have a grasp on acting. She did not, she was not listening. It was like she would sit there in like open space, like basically like in Chernobyl or wherever, in limbo, and she'd sit there while the other actor or actress is talking and she wasn't listening and you could tell by the way she'd respond. If somebody would be talking like, so what do you think about blah, blah, blah. Should we go, oh yeah, this, yeah, sure, why not? Like she did not, she was yeah, not I'm listening like- as an actress. She was a bumbling idiot. <laughs> and, um, okay, we'll go ahead and continue because I'll get onto my other stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to butcher it all in one sitting. Well, basically the whole thing was season one was definitely a learning experience. And so you'll see like, oh, Lauren Graham, like hug on to her. And that's because she's like leading her to her next mark. And I just find it so funny that (laughs) Logan's like, screw this 18 year old girl and her entire career. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Hey, if we, if we can boo off the girl from the happening or people can snap at Zendaya for her work on Disney channel, I think this 18 year old model can take a little griff, especially when she's the star of a fucking show. And I'm sorry, but anyone with an acting class in 12 minutes can do better than this bitch did. I'm not shitting on her because she's 18. I'm shitting on her because she's so bad, even for 18. Yeah, I think I just kind of excuse it a lot because I'm like, well, she's just supposed to be a 16-year-old. Think about Will Smith in The Fresh Prince of fucking Bel-Air. That's a good point. First time acting. Yeah. Now, granted, he's a very charismatic person, but still, it's night and fucking day. We should definitely do that one for the podcast. That'd be fun. Is that his first role ever? Yes. First okay. acting role. I mean, he was, he had been an extra in like a music video for somebody yeah. else, but that was his first big moment. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So and then Jazzy Jeff got a show together and then they found Will far more interesting than Jazzy Jeff. And then Jazz <laughs> just became a sub sublet character like every once in a while. Which I think I agree with. Yeah. I don't think Jazz is funny enough to carry an entire show by no. himself. Yeah. So I think the moral of the story is Alexis Bledel is not Will Smith. Uh, no. The moral of the story is Alexis Bledel... I'm sure did better upon further seasons. Maybe not much better from what I hear from Cody, but um, she did better upon later seasons. But the fact is that a pilot is exactly as it sounds. It's meant to draw you in. It's meant to get you on the ship, you know? So I give her benefit of the doubt. Definitely. And she, she does. She's so bad in some scenes, Cody. I mean, she does. I mean, especially when she's talking to the guy, Whereas like Jared Padalecki plays the guy. I don't yeah. know the name of the Dean. 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 She's talking to Dean and she's explaining her name. And I just want her to fucking die there. I want her, I want I her death to come you. swiftly. No, because she's adorable. it's an interesting reason to have your name like yeah. that. But she gives it all stunted as shit. Like she's talking like that girl who like last second got a part in the play because somebody else left. Yeah. That's how it felt. And it's different because you have the mother, Lorelai, that character is played really well. And whenever she's not in a scene with her daughter, I totally buy it. Yeah, because they can kind of, um, I mean, I without, feel like. Without, without, without. When they were no. together, I wanted to kill myself. But listen, I feel like that also evolves. And the but best we're not, scenes. But we're talking about the pilot. I know, but hear me out. The best scenes with Alexis Bledel is also with Lauren Graham. Like when she goes off later seasons and we just have Rory for most of it in college and everything, yeah. I can see the flaws in her acting. And 
I think characterization has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Because it's no secret her characterization's super weak, especially after she both, goes to Both characters are pretty thin. Uh, the reason why Lauren works is because all of her character is built into her interactions with people. Yeah. Now, both of them are delivering clever lines, right? Right. Both of them are written very clever lines and are delivering them. The only difference is Lauren's delivering it like a human, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and Rory's delivering it like a robot. Yeah. A robot with diarrhea in her pants. I stand by it, guys. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I was ready to like the show. I like, I love television. I love entertainment. It's literally my whole and life. And like we normally like shows we show each other too. Like, like I gave Veronica Mars a lot of shit the other day. Yeah. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm literally taking it back. I don't yeah, care how Kristen dorky Bell it is. Yeah, can fucking She's act. a fucking actress, dude. She can act. This was... Who would have been your person to play that character uh, well okay what what year was it 2001 or 2000 Clea Duvall I don't know who but that does she, um you you will once I show you Clea Duvall okay. or um let me think here who's that chick on the OC she's great what's her name with the brown hair um fuck I know sure you're heart of Dixie Oh, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Shoot, she's great. I'd I'd hire her too. I would not. I find her incredibly unlikable. But she's a great actress. And she plays unlikable characters on purpose. She could easily that. this could have changed the whole point of her career, you know? This is a great role for a real actress. You know? I think yeah. it's a great role for anybody. Cause I okay, so Yeah, it helped her career because it's a good show. Yeah. Okay. I She's she's a familiar in your face. What is she in? That one. Tons of stuff. That one. The, the faculty. No, um, the really iconic one that she's. Oh, never mind. Okay. There's there's tons. I think I'm thinking of somebody else. But um, yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe her or you know like I don't know. People want to blame it on the age, like it's an 18 year old girl, but but they also cast it so well. Like she looks like she could be Lauren Graham's daughter. That's not how it works yeah. though. You don't cast somebody by how well they look. You cast them on how well they act and then hope to find somebody within the same range of both. It should be good actress first. I feel looks like, like them second. I feel like they definitely started with Lauren Graham and said, okay. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. show is built around her yeah. and it's shown by the interactions of the other characters. She is the, she is, the dependent for everybody else. Like she takes care of everybody yeah. and it's shown throughout the show. She is in some way taking care of everybody's feelings and emotions. She's a very interesting character. I think if the pilot was shot, Oh, by the way, I saw two different times where I saw a cameraman in this fucking show. Now I get it. <laughs> now I get that it wasn't meant to be seen in 4k, but this it was, was also 2001, 2000. Yeah. And it was also very, um, distracting scenes. Like, you caught that because you're good at catching that mm -mm. kind of thing. Mm -mm. No, there was very, there was a guy in the window that was that it was either that or they were being stalked by a killer with a huge camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're in. Um, if you watch Gilmore Girls, they're in uh, Mrs. Kim's antique shop, and at one point you can see the cameraman's reflection in the window, and then the other time when you said you could so see it was at um, the grandparents' house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In a mirror? In a, in a mirror of their, like, little cabinet at the end of the table. Okay, gotcha. Because I know, I know it was a cameraman because it was two men sitting, and I was like, there's only one man in this scene. <gasps> gotcha, gotcha. Unless there's a ghost. Um, <laughs> but actually, no, that's not even the most egregious. The most egregious is the fucking scene 
where she's talking to Dean outside <laughs> and they don't have focus. She's not focused. This this shot is not focusing. It's blurry as shit. Yeah. I mean it's it's it I mean I get that there's a whole blur effect over the whole show. Yeah, they definitely and that's do fine. that as like a artistic choice. Yeah. But this but you have the fucking camera has to be focused. Okay? Her eyes should not be bleeding into her nose. <laughs> that was that looked fucking bad, guys. That's like student film bad. And when it's in a big budget show like this, yet again, another Warner Brothers property, yeah. wow. I think they need a little bit of camera work. <laughs> because yeah. the other thing is, there's great shots in it. There's one point where the mom goes and visits the grandmother, and they're sitting in the living room, and you can tell they haven't talked in a while. It's clearly like a, div- a division, and they actually shoot it perfectly to where they're both on opposite sides of an equal room. But one is in a more comfortable spot, like a luxurious couch, and the other one is in essentially a fold-out chair. Not literally, it has, it's cushioned, but... It's to show the class divide and the literal divide between the two characters. And that's really well shot. Where was that the rest of this episode? It's clearly there. There's 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 artistic choices made that are clearly yeah, better another, than other choices. Another artistic choice, which I really liked and I know you really liked too, was um, later um, Rory and Lorelai are like fighting and Rory goes out to her room and like starts her little boom box and it's playing yeah. the same song that Lorelai goes and starts her radio and it's and you know it's kind of um it's it's really indicative of the characters themselves where this the Lauren character didn't get to really be like a teenager yeah because she had yeah she had her daughter and then at 16 the daughter is becoming a teenager and mm-hmm. the way it works is she never found that solidary maturity for herself because mm-hmm. she had to grow up and do something else so her emotional maturity is not where it should be. Yeah. And so she's kind of like an angsty teen as a mother. And then there's an actual angsty teen. It makes that dynamic really interesting. Yeah. Because I guarantee in further episodes, you're going to see the Rory character be more of an adult than the mother character. Definitely. And they probably is going to go back and forth. That's an interesting dynamic that the show should have laid out instantly. And it kind of, it did in that moment. Yeah. But give that to me in the beginning. So I don't hate this Rory character. (laughs) Yeah. Let me know why she's important to the plot because the rest of the characters mixed in with this Lauren, um, I can't, was it Lorelai? Lorelai, yeah. The rest of these characters, you see their direct relationships instantly. But with the daughter, you don't. And it's not an artistic choice. It's a bad direction choice. It's, the show didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And so when they, the creator was going in and pitching shows, this was the last one she pitched. She was like, um... It's set in a small town. It's about a mom and her daughter, but they're more like sisters than mother daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. And apparently they had like two weeks to come up with a script, a setting, characters wow. and all that. And it shows. And it, it does show. It shows. But but I'll say this much. I mean, I, I know just from the hype of the show, I mean, it's got seven seasons. It's kind of hard to do that with a network show. So and clearly they, has they like had something. new stuff too. It even yeah. has a year in your a year in the life. Yeah. Um, I kind of took it as like, it's, it's like one of Franny's vampire shows, but without the vampires <laughs> in it, like it took out like the cool part for me, but it's more, there's more shots that are more artistic than in one of those shows. Like for instance, there's one point where she's outside and it's the mother and she's in like a bad mood and it's all snowy. So it's really white, kind of like a, almost like an eggshell color. The whole shot, the car is that same color, her scarf and clothes match everything. And it kind of just shows you the inner turmoil of the character as well as like the lack of being able to provide what she needs for the daughter. Like you see her blankness in that shot where she's like, she's not everything she needs to be, you know? 
for, yeah. for her daughter. Yeah. And I bet that's also an ongoing theme. But she's trying her best, and that's also reflected in the show. Um, Melissa McCarthy's awful. I hate her in this. Yeah, I see that. I mean, her whole character first season is bumbling oaf. You want me to sell my car? You're going to sell your car, bitch. Yeah. Show me. Show me. Sell your car. And it's it's kind of <laughs> annoying, too, because, like, again, I feel like you got to see the show to appreciate that character because she forms into an actual fucking human being. But they just started her off in it, such a stereotypical, like... It seems like, like this pilot started in its in the fourth season of the show in the sense that like think about boy meets world in the fourth season they had completely turned eric into an idiot you were you were relied on to understand the characters because you have watched them for so many seasons that they when they make character choices that are against their needs you just have to accept it like yeah sure Corey would definitely like fucking cheat on topanga no he wouldn't he's a total cuck he would never do that he'd watch topanga fuck that girl in front of him but they <laughs> don't do that on the show this show had character choices Especially of Melissa McCarthy, where it wasn't real. Yeah. It wasn't a real person. Yeah, they kind of overdid her in the first season hard. She kind of comes off like a cartoon character. Well, that's her biggest flaw is she has best friend syndrome because your entire focus is on Lauren Graham and her struggles and what's going on in her life. And Suki's just kind of like the ear. And they're like, we're going to give her something fun and quirky to yeah. do while... Lauren Graham's complaining about everything. Sure, but I think that the diner characters, like the, the, the waiter at the diner, what's Luke. his name? Luke. He does so little, mm. but is so Yum. receptive to what they're doing to where he's a better ear character for me. If she was to sit there and explain all her problems to him, I accept it. And it kind of becomes that. They kind of... He's very statuesque and like there for them, very clearly. Yeah. But yep. he's like the no-nonsense guy. Yep. They need that to play another. These two girls, they're kooky. You don't need another kooky girl to talk to. Otherwise, it's just all fucking bullshit. I'm just being real. And I real. feel like some of the weakest scenes in the show are when it's Melissa McCarthy, Alexis Bledel, and Lauren Graham. I think it just might come from my inner kookiness. But I, <laughs> I just, I love seeing, especially in later seasons, they get more of an integrity mature, to bounce around yeah. with each other. Mm-hmm. And Luke is definitely a grounding force in this show. And there they, and needs to be too. there and, needs to be a character that reminds you that there's consequence. So like all these characters are wild, and if something wild happens to them, they'll get upset. But these are all this also the same characters they're going to make a joke about in the next episode. And you guys are going to roll. And it kind of shows too deal. that he's like the guy thinking about the consequences, even in just like the fact that he's worried about like their dietary mm-hmm. needs and shit like that. Someone's got to be the nag. Yeah. That's just how it is. Um and I felt like Melissa McCarthy's character should have been that, but instead she was I'm I'm going to be Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live during this drama. So ironically, the character of Drella, the girl that you were like, she's a bitch with the harp. She was originally Melissa McCarthy's character. Oh, wow. So they had her cast as Suki, and then they found Melissa McCarthy, and they were like, oh, she's way better at this role than... Yeah. So technically, it's the same personality, but I wonder if Drella... I think her name's Alex Bergstein or something like that. Yeah. She plays Lois. Lois on Family Guy, yeah. She's... I would have been very curious to see how that dynamic would have played a lot more. For me... It would have been more believe like the, the the difference with this character is you don't get why they like her. Yeah, like it's not like it's not kooky like if they had done like a Thelma and Louise kind of thing where it's like oh these these two girls they're up against the town you know <laughs> or like these three girls they're on it you know but Melissa McCarthy is just a fucking accident prone obnoxious sweaty 
characters. Yeah, I, I feel like that brings up a good point. They don't... She's Correct the Olaf of the Gilmore Girls universe. But they don't ever really like explain how they became friends or anything. It kind of just seems me. like friend by proximity. <laughs> they explain it later. They I do? Think they're like, oh, she started working at the end and they became friends. So friend friends. by proximity. Yeah. How would you that not makes, fire her? That makes the most sense. How would you not fire her before that? Before you guys get to the point of being friends? I, realistically, because the well, rest of the show is so realistic. Listen. So I imagine that there's some kind of hotel insurance i don't know and also lorelei yeah, you don't let somebody burn down the hotel every week listen well, lorelei maybe lorelei started out at that hotel at that inn as a mate like she didn't have authority right no but what i'm telling you is why didn't anybody fire this bitch so you'll listen, find out later i love you both but if you burned she's down the kitchen chef. and it was my kitchen i would fucking fire <laughs> she's you guys. a really good chef well, she she's says, not i took down the viking shoot and that's like the first time she's done it yeah is she's surprised. I saw things. three different kitchen fires in one episode, y'all. We're not well, going to play like this isn't happening. Management doesn't know about the other two. <laughs> <laughs> and also you find out later the owners are very far away. Yeah, the owner is like a mother Yeah, she's like her Lorelei. pseudo mom. Are you guys giving spoilers right now? Yes, of okay. course we are. <laughs> We're just going to always put that there's spoilers. Yeah, just She's not important. She's really not. She really only comes... If you guys want to talk spoilers, we can. I'm just saying we got to tell them there's going to be spoilers. I forget her name, but she's like an older lady who yeah. basically took Lorelai and the baby in and you see her for three episodes. Yeah. She's not important. Pretty much when they came to Stars Hollow, they lived at the inn in like the maid's so quarters. Wait, Mia, that's wait, her name. Mia. Pause. Mia. So there's a character who is nice enough to take in a 16-year-old girl and a baby, and yeah. they focus on her for three episodes and then essentially never bring her up again? Because Lorelai... But we get like 20 episodes with Miss Melissa McCarthy lighting shit on fire? Well, the, I think, you get like I think it's important that they don't focus on that pseudo... Hold on, how long is she in the fucking show? Oh, Melissa she's in McCarthy's the show. there the whole time. Yeah. She is in the show. She's and then, probably in every You guys episode. don't know this, but I look shocked. She's not in A Year in the Life. Really? She's, she's in She's in one scene in A Year in the Life. Wow. Spoiler. Spoilers. No, we're, we're, we're going to put spoilers on the video. Well, time. I haven't seen A Year in the Life, so you can't spoil it too bad for me. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> Man, I... Okay, well, that those are the issues I have with the show. I think, ultimately, if... Man, this is going to be a really unpopular opinion. I think if you saw the first pilot, I wouldn't watch the rest. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I, I think that if you just watch it on its mm. own and you were asked to continue on, for me, yeah, I would say there's not really a whole lot for me here. Because there's, there's not really... On top of them being really quirky characters, I don't care about repercussions of actions because nothing important is happening yet. This pilot is incredibly unimportant. So is the show, if I'm honest. Really? But there's, 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 it there's is probably, a slice of life show. There's probably inner turmoils though, right? Definitely. Some, the, yeah. See, the inner turmoil in this is that she's trying to get a check for her to go to this special school. And that is resolved twice. Yeah, so what happens... <laughs> so the first time she goes, I don't want to go to that school. That's one resolution for your brain. I get that that's not what they're going to do, but that you already have a res resolution laid out. Then they get to the house... And like, I actually am going to go and, and we're going to deal with each other and, and I'm going to the school. It's multiple resolutions. Give me some inner turmoil where I'm stewing, wondering how they're going to fix the problem. That's what slice of life should be. It should be small problems made to feel gigantic for the viewer because you care so much about the characters. Even this early on, there should have been more something for me to bite into. It just was not there. So tell me, do you think you would enjoy the show a lot more if a, 
Alexis Bledel was replaced by someone else, and B, Melissa McCarthy is either in a different character or replaced with a different character. I think, I think I could, I I could just take one and be fine. I okay. think I think if they just had a decent actress in the daughter role, their characters and their interactions would be interesting enough because the dialogue is interesting enough. The story is written well enough, and the dialogue's written well enough. But when you're giving me characters to not give a fuck about, and you're not giving me any high stakes, you're giving me nothing. I can deal with kooky Melissa McCarthy. If she if she was in the show, but they had fixed the daughter-mother problem, I'd be fine with the show, and I'd probably watch it. I think it's worth a chance. Mm. I, it's, think. I mean, clearly it gets better, so take it yeah. from them. They're, they're the ones who have continued on. I'm just saying, from my perspective of watching one episode, that's how I felt. It definitely is a slice of life. I feel like the stakes are really never too high. But that's fine if with you the, care about the character. Yeah. Like, if you, you care, care enough about, about the, the character to where her boyfriend broke up with her and it crushes you, that's good writing. Yeah, and you get there. You really get there with Alexis Bledel, regardless of her acting. I think you kind of get there more because you're seeing her through Lorelai's character versus seeing her as her, like, through her, you know? They definitely spread it a lot more. It's not yeah. just, like, Lorelai. And then you have, like, a couple Rory scenes. I think as Rory gets stronger, you kind of get yeah. more with her and you get to love her more. I, She's definitely not a great actress when no. this starts. And Yeah, I mean, and that's, and, like, all jokes aside, that's something to really care about. It is. Like, that is. Because you're, we're not talking about, you know, the bellhop. You know, we're not talking yeah. about the innkeeper. We're talking about the second lead. Yeah. It's got to be good enough to make me care. And the fact is they left her out of a lot of this pilot. And I know why. Cause she's fucking boring. There's, and, there's like 10 minutes in the beginning where she's just not doing shit. And it's cause they're like, let's get her out of here. We don't I, want people to walk away. I yet. feel like her character writing isn't very strong for a no, while. No, I disagree. Her character is, is very interesting. Yeah. It's her that isn't. I liked everything okay, she said I to that, Dean. Yeah. I like everything she said to her mother. I like the fact that she comes off like she's, really like artsy and like wants to do a lot with her life. But when it comes to the simplicity of a cute boy, she's just reduced like anybody else. I think those are interesting character qualities. I think that she's just a fucking bore. <laughs> I see that. I mean, I'm just being real, man. You I think know, the character's great. I think the writing was great. It just wasn't, I didn't wasn't good with her. I, I didn't see, see her as a bad actress really until like, I kind of just ignored it. I guess subliminally. You saw this when you were younger, so you accept it more. Like, for instance, I saw The Butterfly Effect, the film, when I was a kid. Yeah. And I used to think it was the best acted film and the greatest film of all time. Yeah. You watch it as an adult, and I look at it critically. I still love that movie. It's a lot of fun, but that is um, some of the worst acting you'll see in a movie, even even though I think it's a great movie. I think the show is fine. I think it probably gets better as it goes along. But as for her, if you were watching this now as an adult, at least me or somebody who's new to the show and isn't familiar with it i think you're gonna think it's really fucking boring yeah i think what kind of drew me in so much again to watch it is is the character relationships and what it like kind of touches on um and it kind of just holds a special special place in my heart too because i did watch it as a kid and i also do have a strained relationship with my mom so like it kind of is about that and i like a show doing that in like a realistic way you know I like the father character. He's funny. Yeah, he's fucking great. I love Ed Herman. Yeah, he, he made me laugh. He, he probably made me laugh the most in the show. And Kelly Bishop's really great, too. Yeah, when she's not doing lines, she's awesome. 
Little known fact: Kelly Bishop had some. Although it's not confirmed. It, I mean, but it, it's. I mean, a rumor is a rumor for a reason. She had some drug issues in the past, but who knows? I feel like she ages in reverse too. Like she looks so much younger. Maybe in the she show was on drugs on. season one and then got clean. Yeah, you know, when people do that. They tend to regain some of that life. She in looks face. so different. Also, she looks so young. Good so hair much and younger. makeup do a yeah. lot, and you can tell they didn't have a big budget for. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, they they fucking kept an entire five minute scene that wasn't in focus. <laughs> they definitely changed a lot of the setting after. Like I feel like a yeah. lot of the way Stars Hollow was shot. Like the first scene, you never see that angle of Stars Hollow again. They definitely rebuilt. A yeah, lot of stuff. they rebuilt a lot of the set. Like do you they, think they did on the Warner lot, or do you think they they did it on the Warner Brothers lot? Really, you can actually go and well, now it's the revival stuff because they had to rebuild it from when they tore it down. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it used to be like a place you can figured, stop and go into. Huh. Stars I figured Hollow. when you got Warner's money, build that lot, baby. You yeah, know? and then they also like. Um, but I bet they shot on location for that first episode, and that's why it looks like that. They shot at locations, probably. Wouldn't be surprised. Luke's diner too, a hundred percent changed by the second episode, which is glaringly obvious. <laughs> but you don't get that because you were the idea yeah. is that we watched the pilot. Yeah, I know. I'll stick by it. I think it's a great show. It's got great writing. It's got great characterization. I do think there's some struggles, but. I wouldn't say they're as severe as Logan thinks, but I do think there's definitely, you need, you should give it a chance. You should give it a chance. I think this is one of the pilots that like, I don't think it best captured what the show actually is. I mean, it's kind of funny because I can tell just by like how you guys sat and watched it with me that you guys were like taking in like this pilot is not as good as the rest of the show. Like you didn't want to say that to me outright, but I could see it on your guys' face as, as, as scenes went by Actors made choices. Yeah. yeah. I could see that you guys were like, this is not how the show usually is. No, it it's not. Because it's the opposite of Glee. Because the Glee pilot is you knew amazing. what the entire show was in that first pilot. Yeah. And it was yeah. done really well. And then the show goes like, meh. Yeah. And then it's the opposite for yeah. Gilmore Girls. Sometimes shows just got to get into their groove, man. You yeah. know? That's how it goes. Yeah. I, I, I distinctly remember how bad, how fucking bad the How I Met Your Mother pilot was. Really? I don't want to go in too much we'll into it. I have it. never yeah. watched that show because of the pilot. Wow. Yeah. The pilot is, uh, it's just, it's too, it's too much like, let make me care about it. It's emotional manipulation the whole fucking episode. Mm. You're like, I don't care about these people yet. Who the fuck is Ted Mosby? I don't know who this is. Anyway. Um, yeah, so. I say we could take a break and talk about Entourage unless you guys got something else to say about it. Well, I mean, I didn't really say if I'd watch the show from the pilot. I think it's a fair point to say the pilot is very weak. Um, I think, like Cody said, I think the show is worth giving a chance. Um, I don't know if I would have watched it as an adult not having that nostalgia attached to it from the pilot. Um, I think I would have probably watched a couple episodes at least, though. Just to kind of see... Got More like big curiosity, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, right. we'll, we'll take a quick pause and we'll come back with Entourage. Boop, boop. And we're back. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So we got through the most estrogen thing we've reviewed so far. Now it's for the most testosterone. Do you think it's <laughs> more estrogen than Glee? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. I think so. Gilmore Girls is all estrogen, baby. I could feel like a Kleenex forming in my hand ready to wipe away tears. <laughs> <laughs> it was like manifesting in my hand. And then with this, I felt like a bottle of Jack slowly like <laughs> build into my hands. 
Um, so we're talking about the HBO classic show Entourage, starring Kevin Connolly. Um, what's his name? Adrian, Adrian Greener, Greener and Jeremy Piven. Nobody cares about Jerry Ferrari or the other guy. Didn't so. you say these two shows actually came out the same year, both in two thousand? I think they both came out and in two thousand one. Brothers. I think Gilmore Girls came out in two thousand. Well, they, they, I think I think the pilot for Entourage came out sooner. Yeah, Gilmore Girls, the pilot aired October 5th, 2000. Ooh, we're getting on the 20th anniversary. Ooh, get your party um, hats ready. And then Entourage... We can all stand around and act badly. The pilot came out, wow, 2004. What? That doesn't huh. sound right. First episode date, July 18th, 2004. Final episode date, September 11th. 2011. <gasps> it's the anniversary. It's the anniversary of it ending. Spoiler, today is the day. Uh, I thought it came out way early. It's based, the storyline is based earlier than that, though. Yeah. But there is a time jump, so that's probably why. Wow. Oh. Doesn't matter. Spoiler. It's all 2000s, baby. It's all the same. Everybody's wearing more sideways caps and talking about, you know, daytime TV. Newsies caps and wearing belly buttons. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you <laughs> the, know, the it's belly jewels. Proud. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is the... Fifth person listed or sixth person listed as cast. Well, the show is about him and yeah. and his family and his entourage moving to Hollywood. That's what it was based on. Like, yeah, it's based on, but it's not actually. We don't have to watch Mark Wahlberg. Which I met Mark Wahlberg and I made him laugh. And his brother, I made him laugh too. Shout out to yeah, you if you're did. listening. What was the joke? Um, So I was working at a place and Donnie Wahlberg um, had talked to me on the phone and I didn't, I acted like I didn't know who he was because you're supposed to at the place I was working. Then he showed up for his reservation with his brother and the rest of Wahlburgers in Cincinnati. Right. And he goes, don't you know who I am? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like giving me shit, like trying to get me to talk. And I just thought, you know what? I'm only going to have one chance to like really roast a celebrity. So I go, yeah, aren't you Jenny McCarthy's trophy wife? And he, and they all start laughing. Mark Wahlberg's like rolling on the ground and he goes, I'm okay. And Don Wahlberg's like, I'm gonna kill you. You fat motherfucker. You watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because, you know, he's married to Jenny McCarthy and she's far more successful. Um, and an anti-vaxxer. What up? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet I bet she's not wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, you know she's not. <laughs> She'll be like, these masks are made of kids' placentas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Um, but Entourage. Um, this is another show where I feel like the pilot is not a good description of the show. But there are things I like a lot more in this pilot than I liked in the Gilmore Girls pilot. For one... All the camera work is fucking solid. It's glossy and it, it's meant to feel a little bit like reality TV, but it absolutely succeeds in all of that. Where every single scene, the extras feel real. They're not just like people in a bar. They're actually interactive people. Like they show it the best when Turtle's entering the bar and all these girls are saying hello to him. It just feels organic. It doesn't feel like it's shot up to make him look like a big shot because he isn't one. But also... It's meant to show you like, yeah, this Hollywood and Los Angeles is the smallest big town of all time. Yeah. Everybody knows each other. Everybody's yeah. talking. And that's really what the show kind of shows. Absolutely. They have, as the show it. goes on, they have inner turmoils with real celebrities. Mandy Moore. Um, what's another really crazy one? There was Bob Saget. Oh, oh, um, Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris, Gary Busey. They do, they inter, they interlock with these celebrities because Los Angeles is a really small town in reality. Um, but the show is about a kid He's not a kid, he's 26, but about about an actor whose brother was a failed TV actor and they decided to fly out to Los Angeles and have this younger brother give it a shot. And he makes it big. So he br- brings his other friend from New York, E, or Eric, to come yeah, be his manager. Yeah, they're all from... They're all from... Queens. Queens, yeah. 
And um, it's basically, you know, these four bumbling idiots trying to get through Hollywood and make something of, of Vincent Chase, the character played by Adrian Greener. Um, I will say another thing about this pilot is it's not as funny as the rest of the show. Oh, yeah, good this, point. This pilot is not like a laugh riot. This pilot is very, like, feels like The Sopranos trying to take like a hit at like a Hollywood. You know what I mean? It's like very yeah. like... Straightforward. Speaking of the Sopranos, they have Meadow Soprano, Meadow Soprano later. Yeah, Jamie Lynn Siegler. Yeah. Um, ooh, could you cover that? Sorry if you guys hear like a random air conditioning unit just pop on. Um, that's good enough. They won't be able to hear it that well. Cool. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So they didn't, I don't think they realized that the show really needed to be a comedy, especially since they had really great comedic actors like Jeremy Piven like on the docket. But just from watching the pilot, which Cody's never even seen the show before. He's just seen Adrian Green or Jack off once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the show? I get it. Not my thing. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So I will say I think it does what it does pretty well. And it's solid all the way through i don't really see like a weak spot when it comes to any of the cast members i think like you were saying camera works actually really great it makes me feel like i'm on the hollywood boulevard with them and we're going to this bar and they're going to pick up some girls and cool great time <laughs> yeah very realistic feeling yeah. yeah definitely um one thing i, I noticed about this show and this is true with like all hbo shows but this show is like let me show my dick the whole time they're owned, HBO's owned by Warner Brothers, and they use all this Warner Brothers music, all this Warner Brothers lot stuff, because they just get that shit cheap, free, whatever it may be. And they abuse that, being that this is a Hollywood show. Like, half of the show is either playing copyrighted music by, like, Outkast, or they're literally driving on the Warner's and lot. And a lot of the show ends up centering around the Warner's lot and, like, the Warner Brothers company. You know, like he gets a he gets um a job playing Aquaman, which <laughs> which at the time Warner's thought they would never make an Aquaman movie. But times change and in a lot of ways this show predicted right? a lot of films that were gonna come out. Like they predicted the Ford V Ferrari film, they predicted Great Gatsby, they predicted Aquaman, they predicted Fireproof, tons of different movies. I don't know if you've seen Fireproof. It's a Christian um, firefighter movie. It's not very good, but they predicted it. They literally predicted all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Who would you say is the main reason you watch this show? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I think the Kevin Connolly character is relatable to me because I kind of always feel like I'm managing everybody's shit, you know, in a good way. I mean, I'm kind of like the person everybody turns to. It's like, what do we do? Um, and then I also, in my rage moments, I feel like I'm already gold. I fucking <laughs> love Jeremy Piven in this. He is so hot. <laughs> I don't see how. Why do you think that? I think, so I, 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 think I like an angry, loud man. You love an angry, loud man from Chicago, <laughs> i.e. me. Yes. Because you just got the Chicago accent. Wow. All the dots just connected. Right. <laughs> I really like, which they didn't. I really like Johnny Drama too. Johnny's really he he he's starts out so hilarious. gross, yeah. But as the show goes on and you see his career failing all the time, he's so fucking funny. And you also just like every time there's a moment to shit on a character, they shit on Johnny Drama, yeah, and absolutely. you just start feeling bad for him. Because like <laughs> he's trying so hard, though. but he's just not that talented. Yeah. Like I remember um, at one point, he had been set on such a dry streak. He literally agreed to have sex with a furry, and like. 
there the we, you think we're not going to see it, but then like Turtle walks up to the window and you see him humping that little rabbit in a in a. <laughs> A little squirrel in a rabbit costume. Yeah. And it's really just the lowest of lows. No offense to furries out there, but if you're not a furry, I got to imagine that's the lowest of lows. <laughs> and it's also like what 2003 thought a furry looked like. 2005, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I had the times wrong. Which, Oof. But, or whatever time. I guess yeah. the time, it doesn't matter. 2000s. Before, <laughs> before furries were really a thing. Yeah. So it's just like a mascot costume. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> It does, yeah. Like it doesn't even have like a head cover. It's like yeah. it shows the face. It, mm-hmm. It's like a bad like rabbit costume, um, which they they like made a dick hole for, which was wild. Easter Bunny gone bad. Yeah, exactly. you know, I used to know somebody that made fursuits, and it's it costs extra to get those holes. <laughs> you know what else about that person? That person sucks. Yeah, they do. Fuck you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> She showed me her pepperoni nipples one time in public, and I didn't want to see them. <laughs> Salami nipples. And Anywho. She said, look at my nipple piercings. I'm like, go jump in a fire. <laughs> Hated that bitch. Sorry. I really like this show, though. I think it's a fun... <laughs> I think it's a fun look at Hollywood, looking at it through people, like, just these four boys that are just trying to figure it out. And, like, shit doesn't always work out well for them, you see, later. In show. fact, a lot of the time, it doesn't work out for and, them very well. Yeah. Because they're making decisions based on selfish reasons or like or just personal gains or feelings yeah. when like they're not acting like businessmen because they're four children yeah yeah you can and definitely tell that yeah mm-hmm. and like the straight man character kevin Connolly's character almost leads too much with like his emotions too yeah, like he, there's not a he's too emotional yeah. and trying to be too mature yeah and then vincent's character is like i don't give a fuck about anything he's so immature that he has like he has to have all these handlers <laughs> he's a man baby he's he is like, just the man i just baby. want you to make all my decisions please yeah I'm great and it better work out yeah because now i can have you to blame if it goes wrong the most the part i didn't like about the show yeah is turtle you know, you should see a turtle. I, I turtle had that. a transformation, not only in the yeah. show but physically. He's like a he's like a hot boy now. Yeah, okay. he does have a transformation in the show, though. I feel like he kind of becomes a more lovable character. He, he realizes in the show, but you can't get this from the from the pilot, right? He realizes in the show that like the way he's acting is immature and he's not really his own man, and that's the whole goal of the show for him is trying to I find to be his own man. That's what I really don't like about him is yeah. I feel like the other three are big enough dicks that they're like we're the biggest dick in the room. Yeah, and I feel like with him it's just like he's running away with his weenie be- between his legs. Yeah, yep. and it's like okay, I, I get that. I don't care about you enough. But now there's Jerry for our uh, appreciation post because he's all spicy now. Ooh, so good for him. Yeah, like, especially early on in the show, there's not really a mature character helping them out. I guess Ari's, like, the closest thing to it, but they don't fucking listen to him. And also, Ari makes bad decisions out of emotion, too. All of them yeah. do. He and then gets, it kind of makes yeah. you realize what Los Angeles is. It's a bunch of preppy, whiny babies all fighting over the same pot of gold. I think the best episode that shows what Hollywood is is when it's that Jewish holiday... Oh, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. And these fucking slimy businessmen <laughs> men, <laughs> still like have to like fucking hide their phones from their wives and shit. Yeah, on and, Yom like, Kippur, you live in the year in which it's celebrated. Like like you live back when Yom Kippur had started. So you don't have any technology. Yeah. You eat certain foods. You don't use electricity till a certain time. And yeah. Ari Gold is surprise, surprise, Jewish. And yeah. <laughs> So the whole time he's 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 sneaking out with his cell phone with another kid. Yeah, because there's like this huge movie deal like that they're trying to 
figure out for Vince and everything. And him and this other character who is from Dazed and Confused. Yeah, Dazed and yes. Confused, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, sneaking out with their phone, and then they, like, have to, like, walk all the way to this other uh, church other to go. Other synagogue, yeah. Yeah, their synagogue to go bother this other, like, <laughs> or Hollywood or person. Yeah, his temple. And <laughs> they don't make, they don't end up making the deal because they bothered this guy in his temple on Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it. I don't know, that felt so, like... What Hollywood. Hollywood actually is probably like. I love the episode where they're, they're trying to figure out what Vince should do with his career. So they go out to the um, hills. <laughs> they go out to the desert they and take shrooms. They go out to Joshua Tree. Yeah, Joshua take Tree and take shrooms. That is a great episode. <laughs> because the characters, even though they're like snappy and quippy, they're not usually goofy. Yeah. That was like the one time where they were just like total goofs. And it was for a good reason. It was so fucking funny. Like yeah. totally earned. Like um, E, Kevin Connolly's character, forgets how to talk. Yeah. So he's just writing on a notepad. <laughs> shit. And, and then, then like the one time he does talk, he like has like all the knowledge yeah and tells him exactly what he needs to be doing drama's like i can get him to talk he's like how are you gonna get e to talk you need to make e talk e. like they're both crying and so drama <laughs> punt like grabs like e's nipple and twists it and e screams and then starts talking yeah. he remembers <laughs> how to talk <laughs> it's a really great episode actually yeah um, there's a lot of really fun episodes in this there's one where it's like a like a punked kind of thing and chuck liddell like is ready to fuck up drama there's this, one where Jamie Lynn Siegler jacks off turtle on a plane. Yeah. There's a, the thing about the show is it is, it, you do need to watch it in order. It does have an overall yes. storyline, but it's very much moment of the week. Like you're not going to feel like anything's dragged out because they're giving you something really new every episode to tackle onto. And that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Like, because the characters themselves aren't deep enough for me to feel like that they, you know, like these characters are very much like, you don't get into their real deep emotions all the time. Sometimes no, you really. do, but a lot of the times it's on the surface and what's happening on the surface. And it's like a fantasy. You're seeing them live this life that you wish you could live. And you're seeing them live it with insanity and, and bonkers bullshit and monsters of the week, like Gary Busey or Mandy Moore, like totally insane, unbelievable situations. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate they got canceled, but they did make a movie to wrap everything up. But I think that this show's pilot, it does what it has to do, but it is not as good as the rest of the show. I mean, I see that, it yeah. just couldn't be everything it needed to be in 30 minutes. Because it's also kind of short for a pilot. It's only 30 minutes long. And you said the episodes vary in length, right? Yeah, they have, there's ones that are like an hour and a half. There's some that are like 25 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Totally random. I will give the show that I think... It's acting is some of the best acting. Yeah, for sure. It's it's really great. Mm-hmm. I don't even the character I don't like. I'm like you do that really well. Like yeah, good for you. Yeah, um, turtle. You totally believe turtles like a real fuck boy. You know. Oh yeah. It feels yeah. like reality TV. Especially like every way they set yeah. them up, like the car, the stupid pranks. Yep. The way he's like talking about women like <laughs> the way he gets women you're the not gonna fuck vince women. i'll show you where vince eats breakfast like yeah desperate oh, i gave her a pair Gosh. of vince's jeans <laughs> i think she left happy <laughs> and it just shows like all these people like riding his coattails and um i think it's funny that the character i almost like the least is vince there's just not a whole like there's, there's not, not a whole there. lot of him there in, in the not. sense that he He's really just like 
this pussy hound who just, just, he's like Johnny Bravo, but he actually gets some. Yeah. He just kind of is around doing what he wants to do and expects and everybody to put him in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also so non, like if they fuck up, he's so non-impact about it. He's like, yeah, whatever. Next yeah. movie. Super chill. His career is dying. He's like, yeah, whatever. We'll get another one. He really doesn't take shit too. And then when he does, that's a great moment in the show because he's like, holy shit. Yeah, like we just watched an episode because Logan and I have watched pretty far on, I think Logan has at some point seen the whole show or no? Mm-mm. Okay, no. But I've never seen the eighth season. Gotcha. And um, at one point, things are really bad for Vince and like he just got off the phone after being like turned down for something and he just screams fuck and like throws his phone out he, he's never gotten like mad he's in never the show. gotten mad at the show and it's just like really impactful so i feel like they wrote him as a chill character very well like he's very good at what he's doing even though i don't necessarily like him as a character and I, all the time. I think what it does is it means when something hits the fan like yeah the way they like because the show is so fucking insane there's something yeah. insane they, they lose a horse at one point the show is is nuts yeah so in need in order for you to understand the the level that something is crazy, he's the perfect indu- like conduit for that. Like, you know if he's freaking out, that it's really bad. Yeah. Otherwise, it's somewhat bad or comically bad or, ooh, this could get worse. But once he gets mad, you're like, they're fucked. Yeah, like, <laughs> the show kind of shows, like, spoiler alert like he kind of becomes all close to like he starts off so strong he's like hollywood's golden boy he was in a movie that like the highest grossing movie ever aquaman they made that the highest grossing movie ever and then his career they make some bad choices and his career goes really really aggressively downhill but from then to where he's only getting offered like tv stuff and only kind of like movies with like anthropomorphic dogs yeah (laughs) Yeah, and then also, like, he had to go audition to be pretty much the person at a little girl's birthday party. Like, yeah. it it really shows you both sides of the Hollywood pendulum, yeah. like, the really, really highs and the really low lows. Yeah. Like, there's a point where the characters are so broke they can barely do anything, and then another point, he literally is, like, giving out bags of cash. Like, it yeah. just shows you the difference and how quickly and how, th- you know, fickle Hollywood actually is. Yeah. But the Ari character, in my opinion, has the best transformation in the whole show. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's the reason you keep watching the show. And it's weird because you definitely didn't get that from the pilot. You thought no. this guy's just a dumb dick. Yep. He is the most interesting character in the show. 100%. At one point, like, they kind of set it up to where they could write Ari out. And I looked at Logan. And I was like, if they fucking write him out, I'm going to I'm gonna give up on this show. She, she literally told me once, she's like, can we just skip the scenes with Vince and Ian stuff and just watch the scenes with Ari and his wife? <laughs> right. Because he's that interesting. Well, you made another good point. I don't think they ever say Ari's wife's name. I think it's a meme. Yeah. Yeah. She's just called Mrs. Ari or Mrs. Gold and all the credits. Yeah. It's funny. I think at the very end of the show, they're going to say it. I think that's yeah. what they're building up to. Do they show her at all? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's super fucking hot. <laughs> her thing is she used to be like a... Soap opera actress. Yeah. Okay. And then kind of stop that when they got together because he didn't want her off making out yeah, with like other they, people. They, they even let you know, like she says her stage name at one point for the show and they make a point to let you know that that's not her real name. Yeah. Just so that you can still not know what her fucking name is. <laughs> it's really something. I love that. Yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? It's a great show. I think that it is like a polar opposite to Gilmore Girls. So if you didn't like Gilmore Girls, you'll love yeah. this or vice versa. It's, it's centering around four boys in Hollywood. Versus Gilmore Girls setting setting around 
women in a small town in Connecticut. And I mean, there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's some like representation there. Like there are like gay characters in the show, but the first season, obviously 2004, they are just like homophobic bro well, yeah. bros slamming beers, talking about getting pussy. Like if, that's the whole show. If you go back and watch Gilmore Girls, they say very problematic things at times. Holy shit. Yep. And so does this show. It's just the time you have to, you have to realize if you watch either of these shows in our year 2020, that they didn't come out in 2020. And, and know that, um, Jeremy Piven, which I never, I didn't tell you this, I'll save it for the pod. What? Jeremy Piven has come out and said, because he actually had sexual allegations put, put against him. Yeah. yeah. Which turned out to not be true, which is good. Um, as far as everybody can tell. Mm. He said he would never play another character like Ari Gold because he thinks it sends a bad message. He's like, as fun as that character is, that was in its time. If you do it now, it, it, it just comes off like this is an okay behavior from Hollywood. He's like, he's like, don't get me wrong. I think Ari Gold has a good heart. He's like, but he shouldn't get away with the things that he says or does. Yeah. And that's really cool that Jeremy Piven did that because you know if he did more entourage shit, he'd be getting paid because that motherfucker is not working like he should be. He's really talented. <laughs> and he is good and he in almost, that kind of He role. was almost Saul Goodman, by the way. Found that out too. God, that, that would have been interesting. Could you imagine? I cannot. <laughs> okay. I could see it though. I could fucking see it. I really think that that'd be like a great character. Like He's got that is, like is Better Call Saul still on? I don't think so. I thought oh. it ended. I don't know. I, I, I only watched Breaking Bad in like one season of Better Call Saul. Same. I <laughs> did not finish it. Breaking Bad would be fun too. Yeah. Do you Breaking Bad and Weeds together? Hey guys, if you have any suggestions, please leave them in the comments below. Yeah. Or tweet at us. Or tweet at us. Or tweet at, tweet at CL Blue. Yeah, tweet at CL he Blue. Needs, he needs engagement. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I don't use Twitter, so I'll respond to you in six to eight business months. <laughs> On Instagram, Test Pilot, we are at just Test Pilot Pod. Then Twitter, we are. Don't reach, don't reach out to Crosscut because don't reach out to Qua- Madison. Crosscut Madison will just be like, fuck that other podcast <laughs> for those fucking assholes. <laughs> we'll no, make it Twitter. We have I'm kidding. She, she, she'd be respectful. By the time this comes out, there'll be a Twitter. We'll link it in the description below. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we'll also always have timestamps in the description below mm-hmm. as well. Um, and just a heads up, this is a spoiler pod. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We're going to spoil yeah. the fuck out of everything Maybe as we you. get better, we'll be like, let's talk non-spoiler and then spoiler, but that's not where we are yet. We're no. just, we're getting in the groove of this shit. Yeah. Split it up into segments. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know guys, where, where, how much time are we at? I don't know. I forgot to reset the timer. I feel like we haven't talked about this this long. So what I, what I want to know yeah. is you were talking about the positives and the negatives of the show. What, if you were able to cast and write an entourage, like what kind of entourage movie or show would you make? Like with this concept, what kind of characters would you put in it in these scenarios or who, who would you cast? Oh, okay. Okay. So I would definitely want something a lot more diverse so that you're not getting just the same note, different flavors. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm, Good point. So I would love a character like, like Klaus from Umbrella Academy, I'd love to see that side of Hollywood. Yeah. Someone who's super like drugged out and mm-hmm. just incoherent, Addict, yeah. but like is maybe like a genius messiah yeah. type deal. I'd love to get like a Mandy Moore. I think that would yeah, be she, hilarious. She, she's great in the show. She's yeah. great. How long is she on for? Is she just like an a episode? whole like a whole season? Yeah, oh, okay. She's a, she, she's she, a love interest. Of yeah, Vince. she's Vince's love interest. Yeah. 
as with man, a lot as, of as, as Mandy, Mandy Moore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then I'd like to see someone who's, I mean, someone like drama who's like. So you keep not, drama. Not Dra- drama is interesting. Like drama, he's actually. an interesting I like character. Drama. He says horrible shit. I was like, <laughs> he's fucking he's hilarious. Definitely though. unlikable. But I do like I'm likable but lovable. Exactly. <laughs> I do enjoy his point of view. And yeah. I, I would keep someone like Vince. I'd want someone who's like the golden boy, like get Zach Efron on here and tell me like, okay, everything's gone right in his career. Yeah. What does he do now that he's hit the top of the hill and Especially somebody that it seems like it's been so easy for. Yeah. See, what I think would be really cool is there's always all these movies like Almost Famous or the TV show like Hannah Montana where you see a teenage or young perspective Ooh, of yeah. being a performer. How great would it be if we had a Patty La- like a Patty LaBelle type character I would who is like an older singer who is like still trying to work and her entourage is there so involved trying to get her back into the new scene. That could be the oh, drama. That would be a great show. That could be drama. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Patty LaBelle is drama. <laughs> But um, yeah, because you see him sort of fall into obscurity and try to crawl, crawl back. I'd love to see like a really obscure actor like Rick Moranis or something trying to crawl back to relevancy. And it's funny because we kind of talked about how um, Adrian Greener, Adrian Greener, Grenier, everybody, everybody thought like he was going to be a big Adrian deal. Or Adam, Adrian. Adrian. Okay. Everybody thought he was going to be a big deal in Hollywood, and he really yeah, because crazy, didn't. crazy about you stuck crazy about whatever it was, crazy something. The crazy. one with Melissa, whatever. The one with Sabrina, the teenage yeah. witch. There were because all these Melissa teen John movies. Hart. Yeah, yeah. You know, like she knows she's the best or whatever. All those like teen movies that were coming out at the time, she was huge, and they were coming out with a teen movie about her. They're like, oh my god, this movie's going to blow up, and he's thinking, oh my god, my career's about to start. Yep. Total yeah. pooper. So bad. Their parents fuck at the end. That's not a good movie. <laughs> That's not a good movie. You're you hook up with your girlfriend and then you walk across the street. And your parent, your dad is banging her mom. Yeah, like not cool, dude. And I guess he was a small role in the Devil Wears Prada. He yeah. was in just dumb movies like this one called Harvard Man. To be fair though, this this show took up what like 2004, 2011 plus 2015. Yeah, this is an 11 year career. This is his like I think this is his thing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just the same way Jeremy Piven is always going to be synonymous with Ari. Kevin Connolly kind of snaked out of it a little bit because yeah. he's done things like he had his own sitcom and you might remember him as the anti-environmentalist and up, up and away the Disney channel original movie. You might know him <laughs> from that. He was in the notebook. Who Kevin Connolly? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he he, like I said, he's, Oh, he was in secretariat. <laughs> yeah. He's actually probably the best actor in the show. Yeah. yeah as far definitely. as like standard. And, um, he's had a really good career. You know, he's kept busy. He was in, um, he, she's just not that into you. Maybe he was. He was in a big romantic comedy. He got a big payday. You know for who it. that movie's didn't. awful. You know who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all about the payday, baby. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know who really didn't stay re- relevant? Jerry Ferrara. Ferrara? Kevin Dillon, the well, guy he, that played drama. He's known for not they, like that's his whole thing. He, yeah, he does like executive producing and stuff. He's in Hotel for Dogs. <laughs> Here's what I want to know. Which character are you in this show? Are I, you Kevin Connolly? I think I'm definitely somewhere between Kevin Connolly and Ari Gold. If I had to pick one, I'm Ari. Okay. Because I think I'm more in a manic state like Ari than I am in a chill state like Kevin. <laughs> or like E, whatever you want to call it. Franny's absolutely Johnny Drama, thousand percent. No question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Logan at first was yeah. saying I was Vince because I'm kind of somebody that... I think Cody that, is probably Vince. Yeah. yeah. But... 
No, I'm I'm drama, hundred percent. You're two thousand percent drama. I'm drama. You're drama. I feel like I'm Vince with like a touch of Kevin Connolly. Yeah. Yeah. But like, way more Vince. At Vince. one point, <laughs> Kevin Connolly says something great to Vince. He's like, "Is it happy birthday?" No. <laughs> he said, "Because he, they're just kind of, <laughs> right? they were just kind of talking about like how like his career's panned out." And he's like, "Man." Like when he's like telling E he wants him to make all of his decisions and he's like, if only I had your face. Yeah. But you <laughs> Where don't. I'd be. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I think that, that, um, conventional beauty and handsomeness can also ruin your life because you just like get off on that forever. And poor, when it goes away, them. when it goes away. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Imagine what all these TikTok boys are going to do in like right? 10 years. I don't know. They're screwed. It's a good question actually. If you're They're a TikTok boy and you need help. <laughs> Adrian Grenier still looks the same, though. <laughs> same with, like, John Stamos. You know, John yeah. Stamos yeah. is one of those guys where I don't think he's necessarily the most talented actor, but he's John Stamos. John Stamos. You always want to fuck him, no matter what. Always. It's like Henry Winkler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always want to fuck Henry Winkler. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually really good in Barry. I don't know if you've seen that, but he's very good in it. That's another one we need to do. Yeah, we're going to do Barry and Dexter together, probably. Yes. We're, we're revealing a lot. We should Also, there's a show called Me. We should do You and Me. <gasps> That'd be fun. <laughs> I like that. Or we could find I, like you and I, just oh to be God. grammatically correct. You could do Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 and Me. <laughs> I love that one. We're definitely doing that one. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. I still want to do bad shows too, like Animorphs and um, like, you know, Baywatch uh, Midnight and um, uh, my. Hail Honey, I'm Home, My Mother, The Car. Um, and I also want to do bad pilots of really bad dating shows. Remember, you remember Masked, where the guys had to wear masks yes, the whole time? Yes, I do. That sounds... Or- yeah, and also, like, tell tell us what you guys think of the format. Like, should we do spoiler reviews? Should we not? What I do you think, guys think? I think before we even talk to them, we'll do a little bit of non-spoiler, then be like, all right, spoilers start here. Yeah, I, I like that because then we can timestamp it and kind of go mm-hmm. from there. So like the first 20 seconds are non-spoilers. We yeah. also we need to, right we also it. need to tell the plot before we do spoilers because we actually do spoilers and then we say the plot. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we episode, do. We do it on our other podcast too. We're really bad about it. We're gonna. This be is better episode about two, guys. Bear with, bear with us. Or episode one, whichever one or we're gonna upload one, first. We don't know. We'll it's, see. it's a secret. You let it's, us know on Twitter. It's one of two. We upload them both the same times. They just sweat loudly. Like, <laughs> which one's first? We put them both as right. one. Well, we didn't introduce ourselves at the top. Oh, I'm Logan. So, I'm Fernie, <laughs> and I'm Cody. Hi. Or or CL blue or CL known. blue, but I mean, who calls me that? No one. <laughs> we do now in everyday life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm CL. Are you happy now? Yeah, perfect. Cool. All right. So, um, in your opinion, would you would you watch it based on the pilot? Personally, no. But gotcha. that's fine. I yeah. do think it does well what the show is. So yeah. if I was someone who would was watch into the that, show, yeah. I think it it does a good job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I might give it a chance. Yeah, there you go. It's especially after the first season. That's when it really kicks up. I actually truly did watch it based on the pilot. Like, I don't even think it was the pilot. Logan was watching it, and I was kind of like doing something else. We were. You watched the season one finale with me. Yeah. You missed seven episodes of yeah. character build. Well, up. I remember. Well, we just like watched the pilot again and i remember parts of it I yeah didn't you were doing other thing. things yeah i'd be like doing dishes or something like 
and see it in the background and it made me want to watch it and i literally like sat down with him and started watching it from there so yeah i would definitely watch this based on the pilot Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's almost better uh, if you start somewhere else and not the pilot though but i i like the pilot i think it's strong (laughs) enough i think that the show is very inconsequential where you can start at the beginning of any season yeah you you can't start in the middle of a season you can start at the beginning of any season and you'll be good what season would you say is the best season uh, I, I personally don't have like a favorite season, but I would, if I was like somebody who didn't like the less funny stuff, I'd go season two on. Okay. But there's actually a season three A and a season three B. Oh, wow. Where essentially elements that are happening during season three A, they show you what's happening on the other side during season three B. And that's, that's cool. really cool stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Have we gotten there yet? Yeah, we watched it for any. Oh, wow. That Didn't you notice everything was happening all at the same time? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. That is cool. Yep. So technically, uh, Entourage actually has nine seasons, technically, because there's three A and three B. Okay. But um, it's all very good, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Is there any social medias you'd like to plug, sir? Uh, Yeah, at CL Blue Official on everything. And then I have an EP called Temple. So if you like pop music that's about breakups, there you go. There you go. Fuck yeah! We we are on um we are a part of another podcast called Crosscut Cinema. We review movies with our two friends, and um, it's kind of like this. I mean, in fact, it's very much like this. We yeah. review two things. We talk about them at length, generally spoilery. Subtract Cody, add two lesbians, and <laughs> so basically subtract Cody. one lesbian, <laughs> add back two lesbians. <laughs> right? No, I'm kidding. Um. But yeah, no, you guys can check us out there at youtube.com slash crosscut cinema. Thank you. We are on Instagram at testpilotpod. Twitter.com slash a pilot podcast. Instagram.com slash a pilot podcast. And follow us on all social medias. Mm-hmm.